There's no music if you have no body to play it with, so take care of your body first. You getting into the gym and you lifting weights and working on muscles, is it's physical therapy for the benefit of your playing. The truth is nothing works like just taking care of the simple stuff. Diet, exercise and sleep. Take care of that and you'll be fine. Join us as two musicians and fitness coaches discuss strength, wellness and fitness in relation to musicians, artists and performance. Welcome to the Tuned and Strong podcast. This is Dr. Jen Cabasme of Tuned and Strong. Nope, Tuned and Tone. What do you say? I'm going to get it right. Of Tuned and Tone Performance. And this is Angela McEuston of Music Strong. Um, and we're going to talk today about, aside from one of these days, we'll get the intro right. Um, we're going to talk a little bit today about um, a little bit more abrasive subject than usual. Um, it's been a frustration uh, for me, and I think for you for a while too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so this is this has been a big one. Um, I was frustrated when I was going through my injury because I couldn't find people to help me, and the people that I did talk to who were in the industry, it was a lot of, well, here's the figures, and here's the same advice over and over that isn't making me any better. So when I was on the injured side, that was my frustration. Now that I'm on the side of trying to help people it's kind of a flip-flop frustration. Um, I've been very frustrated because I know that there are people out there who need my help, our help. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there are people out there who would definitely benefit from it and are asking questions, but it doesn't really feel like the people who are in need of it want our help. I'm not feeling a lot of want right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that might be a little bit of a harsh statement if you're actually listening to this because you're listening to it for a reason, I'm sure. But, um, yeah, kind of, kind of cranky today because I don't feel like people want my help after, you know, what are we looking at? Almost 20 years now of working in this direction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've always, I've been interested in this before I knew that this was what I was interested in. I just had a love mm-hmm. of music and a love of fitness and a love of anatomy. And it took me forever to figure out how on earth do I put these together? And then I finally mm-hmm. did. And then I remember the very beginning. Um, I'm not going to name any names, but let's just say somebody, I was at a convention and my teacher, um, I had I'd newly graduated and my teacher was talking to one of the other teachers that was present. They were in a quintet. And um, at least I think this is right. I could be making this up, but (laughs) she was total cheerleader on board with what I was doing and excited for me to like make a career out of this. Mm -hmm. And the teacher turned around, looked at me, went, "Hmm, good luck. And I had another person. And what I was thinking this person said was, that's cute. But I think that was somebody else who said, that's cute. Okay. Okay. I had another person uh, in this journey, I was on a panel and now granted, you have to go through, when you're learning to do stuff, when you're learning to build a career, when you're learning how to work with other professionals in a space, whether it's music or other, you know, business related, whatever, you've got to to find your own way. You've got to find your niche. You've got to, you know, it it takes some finagling. You don't come out this as soon as you come at something totally finessed, right? 
Right. Um, and after this, uh, after this presentation, the, the, the panel got a little heated, actually, and we were disagreeing with each other on this panel. It did not really go well. It was like, I felt like they were trying to discount what I said. And like, it was like, that was, I didn't make this up, guys. Um, I, okay. And then after that, I was trying to submit an article um, for a certain publication. And the editor came back with the email and said, well, I know Angela's work. I admire her enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. And of course, I fired back with, I was just so, you know, I don't hold back a lot. So I just fired back with like, this person is part of the problem. I mean, you're not, you're, you're not addressing the situation. I'm trying to, you actually had somebody in this periodical who was showing stretches. They are generic stretches. She has zero authority mm-hmm. to be doing this. She doesn't have any certifications. She has no licensure. She has no nothing, right? She, mm-hmm. She's just a flute player. She what gives her the right? Now you're like, oh, I have, you, I have letters after my name that show I've studied this kind of stuff. I'm not pulling this out of my tail, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the funny thing is this, my, my co-author of this, um, I just send it to her. Well, she, acts, she actually, um, well, let's just say that she uh, <laughs> responded to that person and forgot to delete my part of the email. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh. And I was like, oh, Uh-oh. oh, well now she knows how I feel. I don't care yeah. if you admire my enthusiasm. Um, yeah. I don't admire, I don't, I don't appreciate your double standard. Right. You're part right. of the old school that is not helping people, not addressing this and just giving mm-hmm. generic quote, stretching answers. Stretching mm-hmm. isn't necessarily appropriate. I'm tired of hearing it is. Stretching, ice, heat, rest, go see a doctor. All of these things are useful, but for crying out loud, like when you're doing all of that to the letter and it's not working, at what point do you go, I need something else? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and it, it's really a messed up double-edged sword because it's not just that, it's not just that we're having this problem of, um, you know, you hear strength coach, you hear personal trainer, you hear anything gym related and immediately the average person docks your status multiple levels um because it just i mean a lot of the problem is the kind of people that you find in the globo gyms and like the kind of people that the average person high school coaches that sort of stuff and not that there aren't great ones out there but there are a lot of really terrible ones who just drag down the entire industry and so the fitness industry if we want to call it that i'm not sure that i would put us in that group but if we want to call it that automatically gets a bad rap because um, oh well you just do no no we don't just do thank you we do very specific work a lot of it has to do with body mechanics and not just and this is I'm going to call a little bit out here I won't say when what day this is or which class this is but there is a class that is held at the gym that I coach out of. And occasionally I'm there at the same time. And I was there today and I'm listening to this class and it's, I'm watching, they're doing assessments and it's an undergraduate level class for strength and conditioning. They're doing assessments and they're squatting. These are undergrad people who are gonna go and work with high schoolers when they graduate. They're gonna go work with your high school athletes and tell them why they're in pain and why they're not in pain and that they need to go and lift this way. Okay, the first thing that your 
focusing on if somebody is struggling with a movement when you're doing an assessment on a squat should not be, oh, your torso leaned forward. Oh, you can't go to depth. Okay, why? And then, like, if you can't do the squat right, you should not be testing a pistol squat, which, you, if you don't know, it's a single leg squat. A pistol squat? That's an advanced move. And I'm going to challenge that. Is, is it worth anything or is it just a cool party trick? That's another for another time. That's but. a different story. But <laughs> I, I, you know, like, this goes back to the body weight conversation we had where it's, it takes an immense amount of strength to do it. I can't do but it. But that should not be your step one. In a personal opinion, that should not be your step one in an assessment. And if you're assessing somebody who can't, squat what you think is appropriate don't don't do pistols next like that person should not be even attempting it now you're talking real like true pistol squats not like a Mm one-legged squat assessment right no 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 no. okay yeah i'm talking i'm talking true pistol squat for those who don't know this is a one-leg squat with your leg out and extended out in front of you and you squat your butt to the ground on one leg Mm -hmm. basically that's yeah (laughs) That wow, that's real hard. Yeah, because I have no problem with split squats, single leg squat. No, 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 that's fine. But pistols, if you've just assessed somebody who can't do an air squat. That doesn't make sense. So yeah, that's I can see how things like that give people like us a bad a really bad reputation. Yeah. But what we're doing is so much more different than that. You it's know, a, like, what we do is so much more specialized too. It is extremely specialized. And I, I see the difference in my clients, major difference. I've taken kids out of, you know, who are injured coming out of high school weight rooms and gotten them to actually like, had a kid who was incredibly athletic, stupid, strong squats, ridiculously more than his body weight, couldn't do a deadlift because it hurt his back. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because he was arching his back and lifting with his back. Yeah. So no, yeah. I am not working the same level as a high school weight room coach. This is a different story. But going back to what I originally, this is a total tangent, sorry. Um, it's a double-edged sword here for us because it's not just that the other experts in our area who, or in our field who happen to be a different area of specialization, body mappers and Alexander Technique and yogis and all of that. It's not just that we have that issue with unless they've done it, they're not really understanding what we're doing. It's that we're getting it from a client and student perspective as well. And not just to the degree of, oh, well, what you do is really kind of out there and I don't think it's for me. And I'm really more of like a flowy hippie person. (laughs) So I'm just going to go do yoga, which our um, interview with Veronica yoga instructor she's like oh i needed to be stronger to be better at yoga yes yes they're related yes they are absolutely related it's not just that it's also when i get people in front of me who say i'm having an issue what do i do Mm -hmm. i'll give them an answer and it is a very specific answer If you're having trouble on your own and your doctors are telling you this and you're doing this and that and the other and it's too much, you need an outside person to triage what you're doing. You need custom specific programming. Right. You need it. Mm -hmm. Because if you're telling me you can't get everything you need to done and you're still in pain and you still can't play, something is wrong. You can't fix it on your own. You need somebody else. And I keep getting the, well, but what do I do? But what do I do? But what do I, I don't care if you work with me or not. You need to go work with somebody individually. 
So when that's all I get, or I get like, oh, well, I really like this, so I'm just going to do this. I'm not even going to touch these other things. I'm not going to touch the things I suck at, which oftentimes is anything that requires hard physical exertion. We just want to be loose all the time. And I'm, I get it. I was all about the yoga. I was all about the stretching. It was making me worse. And at some point I went, okay, I just keep getting worse. Something is not right. I got to try something else. Right. Right. But why but does I it have to get have, to that point? You know, I didn't have anybody to talk to about it. Right. right. I was looking actively for people to talk to about it and getting just the same generic answers. So mm -hmm. it's driving me nuts because the people who are coming to me are getting a very specific answer. Right. And then continually re-asking the question and not doing anything about it. Yeah. That it's says like, to me, you don't want my help. Right. And you're wasting my time and yours. I'm happy to help you. Mm -hmm. But do something about it. I'll put you in touch with somebody. If you don't want to work with me, if you don't like strongman. I mean, just between the two of us, our styles are so, so, so different. Yeah. And you know, and I, said that to somebody, I said that to somebody yesterday. Um, they sent somebody my way and said, I, you should talk to her. She's having wrist issues and nerve pain and she's a musician. Um, and then they checked back and like, you think she's going to be a good fit? I'm like, I don't know. She has to answer me. Um, you know, like if I'm having a conversation, I say, hey, let's pop on a phone call. That doesn't mean I'm going to try to sell you a program. That means right. I can't answer your question of what's going on if I don't see you. I have no right. idea. And if you say, I said, is your head jutting forward? She means, does my profile stick out? I'm like, sure. She goes, I don't think so. I'm like, see, you don't know. And you have to have that objective eye yeah. to look at, to say, okay, it's this. And I don't want to just blindly send her videos. It might end up hurting her instead of helping her. And then what does that right. do to my reputation? But it's like, look, I, I'm, I'm at the point where I have studied this long enough. I'm happy to help you and give you a free, some, some time of mine for free to give you an assessment, to tell you what I see. And if we, if you want to work together with me, if I think we're the right fit, then great. And if not, I would love to point you in the direction of somebody that can help you. But, you know, I mean, it's that, that whole thing of like, as soon as I said, well, we could jump on a phone call and, and just shut down. I'm like, well, if you don't want my help, that's fine. I'm not trying to sell you. Also, there's right. nothing wrong with selling. You're looking for someone to help you. Do you want a doctor who's going to tell you to quit? Or do you want someone who's going to give you a specialized answer? Right. right. Yeah. Well, and chances are, if you're coming to us, you've already been to the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not working. You know what, though? You're I talked to somebody today. So um, cool announcement. I think I mentioned this is uh, I talked to. Uh, OK, so if you are a musician, a Nashville musician in the in the musicians union, they have somebody who does their healthcare, um, sound healthcare is their provider. And I am the only strength coach on there as a benefit. So we just partnered up. I'm offering a discount to any sound healthcare member who signs up. I'm sorry, any musician union member of Nashville who signs up with sound healthcare. I'm a, I'm a benefit. You get discounted services with me. And he called me today, which is great. I'm glad we got the ball rolling. And he said, Hey, look at your thing. It says strength training for musicians. I don't like that. That's not right, is it? I mean, that just means you're trying to put on muscle. And I was like, actually, that's right. He goes, it is? Well, I mean, this is your services. And I was like, well, wait, 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 go ahead. Because I thought, all right, look, let he, he's not in my business. I'm too close to it. What is it that he, he's like, but you're more specialized than that. I'm like, so why are we thinking strength only means bulking up or putting on muscle or being a quote meathead? 
Strength mm-hmm. means getting stronger. Physical therapy is strength training. You are strengthening muscle, right? Or ligaments or bones or all of the above mm-hmm. or balance. You're strengthening different things. And I was like, well, let me just let him go on. And he talked and I, he's like, well, I think you're more of a, like, cause you do all these blah, 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 whatever. And he goes, well, I think, you know, personal training. And I said, yeah, personal training looks better. Cause there's also like a gym membership. Personal training sets me apart and strength. And I'm like, that works better. But I thought, let me hear this guy out because, you know, like, cause he is probably in my target audience. And if he yeah. is automatically turned off by the word strength training, who else is turned off by that? And why are we turned off? Doesn't mm-hmm. mean you're going to be anybody I train is getting strength training. Doesn't mean you're going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. No. And we've talked, right. Well, we've talked about this ad nauseum too, is that whole, mm-hmm. do you know what you have to do to put on that much muscle? Oh, so it much is fun. a sport. It's a lifestyle is what it is. It is. I mean, it is full on that would be what you do yeah. you know massive amount of effort yeah. the average person starts lifting and getting stronger and you look like an yes, average I... person like, yeah. <laughs> you heard that there's a there's a there's a little sound clip going out going around that people are doing you know videos and reels and tiktoks too and it's like you go to the gym and you work out and you come home and you see nothing you go to the next day and you work out and you come home and you see nothing. It's true. You don't get instantaneous results and you're not going to bulk up or whatever. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being a strength trainer, but at some point guys, musicians got to realize this is not a fringe thing. This has so much benefit, just Mm -hmm. as much benefit as yoga, as Pilates, as Alexander technique, as body mapping, just as much, if not more, it's just a different modality. And I'm tired of us being seen as a, a fringe thing and a, and a niche, whatever, like, okay. When I was in college, I went to Barbara Conable's workshop, what every musician needs to know about the body. The first Mm -hmm. time I had heard anatomy as it relates to the musician. And that was a fringe thing, 10, 20 years ago. Why are we still here? We should not even be having this conversation. Yeah. But it's everything is so slow and for whatever reason I'm like don't get me wrong I love the weird stuff we've talked about this before big fan of weird stuff big fan of eastern tradition big fan of yoga big fan of body mapping and Alexander and building Christ quite frankly I've stolen stuff from that and used it in my strength-based classes oh ditto I use it all the time it they're 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 like this that's part of why my clients are lifting the numbers they're lifting and they're not having the pain that the big dudes who are like, what are you, what do you have them on? I'm like, um, body mechanics, body mechanics. We teach you how to, <laughs> how to move your body properly. Right. Like I want you to feel, if you can't feel it, we're not going to push past that. Right. Right. That's the basis for Alexander who, if you read, by the way, Alexander's original work, he is a harsh master. Mm, he yeah. is not flowy. He is not. It is very much, no, you will do this. He's not fluffy at all. Oh, no. No, no, no. And Feldenkrais was a, he was a little more gentle as a person. Definitely a lot more gentle as a person, but he was a judo. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he did like, so if you think he was weak, I'm sorry. That's con- that's contact sport. Yeah. Judo. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Like you smacking the crap out of people. You have to be strong to do that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like for those of you who don't know, my fiance, m- multiple martial arts from the time he was a kid, multiple black belts, multiple styles. Um, that was his thing. Still needs to be, but it's hard to do in Tallahassee. We'll leave that alone. His whole family was in the same school for a long time. They all went to the gym together because they realized that the more strength they had, the better they did in sparring, the less hurt they got. That was in the 90s, giving away his age a little bit here, maybe even late 80s. So late 80s and 90s, they're going to the gym still doing that. What do you think Feldenkrais was doing? He didn't have a TV. He didn't have, like, maybe he had a radio. I don't know. But (laughs) he didn't have to work at a computer. Everything he did was done manually. Mm. Probably walked most places, carried heavier things than we did. Yeah, absolutely was going to be stronger than most of the average people today. And then he did a contact sport. This is not a weak guy. It's become very cerebral and flowy and whatnot because, but it it had to, it had to because we are so disconnected from our bodies now. Right. Right. We sit all day. But that does not mean, and it's, it's unfortunately, I think a lot of people are taking it this way that they're starting to turn Alexander and Feldenkrais into the enemy of strength. Oh my gosh. No, they, you have to have both. If you don't, okay. One of the things that I, okay, here's, here's a fun story for you. I had an 80 year old client. I train a lot of seniors. A lot of them come to me because they start feeling weak and they start having brittle bones. Like y'all should have done this 40 years ago, but fine, we'll do it now. There's still benefit. It is totally fine. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm really glad you're here. Um, And to to give them that kind of empowerment over their bodies that they Mm. thought they had lost is really great. Right. But I had Mm -hmm. this 80 year old client that I trained. I want to take that. I want to say it was six months. She couldn't figure out how to sit down without pain. Well, Mm -hmm. she only, she would do this business. She, well, I can't do it, but like she, she'd go to sit, she'd push her knees out and then hold herself with her arm. You can, you can imagine this, right? Awkward, awkward, awkward. Super awkward, had no strength, had no core strength, Mm -hmm. had no glute strength, had no, she didn't know how to hinge her hips. She didn't Mm -hmm. know where her hips were. So if you think, okay, 80 years ago, where were we? Well, at that point, you're probably in the thirties. Okay. People did not hinge from the hips. Your legs were always together. You were crossed ladylike. You had certain posture. You forgot how to move, right? Because of this is ladylike. This is how you move or don't move. So it took us a very long time for her to learn how to hinge from her hip joint, not her back or her knees. She had forgotten and she got so frustrated. She's like, why is this hard for me? I looked at her and I, I said her name, which I forgot now. Or um, Leona, I think it was. I was like, Leona, you haven't done this in 50 years. You're not going to get it in a week. We're going to keep working at it. You're getting bits and pieces of it. And at the end of six months, she could, she could hinge properly and get in and out of a chair. And it was all Alexander work, like the whole monkey thing. That's all it was. And then we supersetted it with like strength. So I'd put a band around her knees and she'd do, you know, strengthen her glutes. And then she'd do a dead bug and learn how they were all connected. And then we just get in and out of a chair. This was hard for her. But that's basic Alexander. Basic Alexander. And that was with strength because they're related. They're not isolated. They're you you Mm -hmm. cannot do proper strength training without Alexander technique, even if you don't know it's Alexander technique. You can't. Right. Right. Basic body mechanics. If you do, you're going to hurt your ligaments and your joints and your bones. 
It's much yeah. in the same way that we see it, it, it's the that counterbalance to oh the meatheads they only care about muscles and their joints ache and there's if you unfortunately follow you know the fitness communities on mm -hmm. social media and if you're listening to this the communities part was in massive air quotes <laughs> um <laughs> It, it they have running jokes about it like oh i'm gonna get big and strong you know like the ligaments and the joints are glaring at the muscle over there so in order to counterbalance that mentality it's been this whole like oh well your bones are the answer and your joints are the answer and like they work together mm -hmm. and i'm not i'm not by any means saying that all feldenkrais practitioners or all alexander practitioners well. think this way but there is a group of them and they are very loud. They're very loud. Um, that just hate anything to do with muscular work. I'm like, my Alexander work, my Feldenkrais work, my body mapping gets better the stronger I get. Yes. My gosh, yes. And you're so much more aware of what you do. Just that mm -hmm. like dynamic integration was yeah. the thing that brought it all together for me. And I went, oh my mm -hmm. gosh, like I'm so aware of my body when I'm performing. Mm -hmm. I am mm -hmm. now uber aware of my body when I'm in the gym, which yeah. is great because then I'm, I'm not going to hurt myself or I'm have less right. propensity of hurting myself because I'm so yeah. aware. Mm -hmm. And you can tell when like, this is part of why, this is part of why my deadlift was so big so early on for me. Is it really... It's my best lift. And based on how weak I was and where I started from, like I said, I couldn't get into the base position when I started. Right. It shouldn't be. And my squat is still terrible. But we'll go, but so my deadlift really shouldn't be as good as it is. Right, right. As fast as it shouldn't have been as fast as it was. Right. I attribute a lot of that to my work in dynamic integration, body mapping, Feldenkrais, Alexander Tech, all of that, all of that all the body awareness work because I figured out how to push the floor away from me instead of yanking the bar off the floor. Right. Because I had, in order to get up without hurting my knees, I had to learn how to push the floor away and it made a huge difference. That's, and, and again, people start looking, why is your deadlift so good? Mm -hmm. well, how are you not, you don't feel your back? No. Why? Because I'm pushing the floor away. Because you're pushing I'm the floor away from the bar. <laughs> right. I, I am using my connection to gravity. I'm using my bone structure. And then all my muscles have to do is like, yeah, it, my, my numbers will go up as my muscles get stronger. But the foundation is there. And everything is working together instead of trying to fight each other. I'm not trying to use my muscles and working against my structure. I'm not trying to use my structure and ignoring the fact that the muscular system is there to support it. It makes no sense. Yeah. And you know what? Um, on a little bit of a, of a shift here, it's mm -hmm. not just the, the musical community that I think is fighting us. The medical community no. does as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, Sorry about I'm, it's okay. <laughs> I'm frankly tired of it. This, when I, saw this sports medicine doctor who's just amazing about this whole numbness tingling thing. I was like, what is going on? And, you know, I went to, I went to people and they couldn't, we fixed the one issue, but then we couldn't fix the other issue. And I looked at it and went, doc, I need a personal trainer. I'm weak. 
I've not trained properly in two years because so-and-so told me to rest. It's the worst thing as a hypermobile person. I need blah, blah, blah. And he goes, I think you're absolutely right. He sent me to a PT. I'm like, I don't need a physical therapist. What did I need someone like me? Yeah. You have anybody you can recommend. Honestly, the person he sent me to is a PT who also holds a CSCS and all that. So, I mean, like whatever, but that's good. Yes. And he, he got it, but I mean, he was still kind of like, you know, and I mean, when I'm talking to the, the, the doctors who did my hand surgery, um, I said, do you train many musicians? He goes, I wish I'm like, I can maybe help you with that. And he just looked at me funny. I'm like, this is what I do, dude. You better do this right. Otherwise you're not going to get any, you know? And he just looked at me funny. I'm like, well, how do you think I get my referrals? How do you get you referrals? I mean, this can be, why are we fighting? Because you're thinking strength coach. What do you have to do with hands? A lot, yo. What do you have to do with musicians? You have no idea. So just that whole, that whole thing. And when I got this cast put on, the lady I'm talking to um, who did it, uh, she looks at me and she goes, well, how do you get your referrals? And I was thinking, well, like you would be one if, if we did not have a very easy conversation. She was a weird lady. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She, I, I quit talking to her by the end. So do you have any questions? I was like, no, just not Bye. even a word, just shaking my head. She was an oddball. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with being an oddball, but I was like, yeah, but there's the next level where you're like, I can't actually communicate with you. Bingo. I, I could not communicate you. with this woman. And she would ask me questions and then go, mm-hmm. Like, okay, that's insulting. And she's like, are you a wiggle worm? I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not four. I'm an active person. Well, where do you get your referrals? Obviously not from you. I mean, I tried to tell her what I did and she'd just go, "Mm -hmm." like, well, why did you ask? Anyway, but it's like this whole medical community is the same thing. It's like they would, they understand physical therapy. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, clients have the same thing. They think I get hurt. I see the doctor. The doctor sends me to physical therapy then. And only if I am strong enough, then I will come back to see you. No, 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 no. No, no. You can continue training your entire body for strength while you are in physical therapy. They are not mutually exclusive. And, and doctors will tell you the same thing. They'll be like, oh, you got to quit doing that. No, you don't. I mean, depending no. on your, you know, depending on what the problem. Right. Is. But, but by and large, no, you don't. It's yeah. the weirdest. It's like we're getting fighting at this from both ends and we all have the same goal. We all want Supposedly. our time. Well, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, because I'm a little feisty right now, (laughs) No, a little feisty right now. um, This episode is Jen's idea, by the way. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't put that on me. (laughs) (laughs) Angela, let me (laughs) out. Well, you know, we talked and we could do that. She goes, yeah, we're going to do this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm a little spicy today. It's fine. Um, No, it's, it's, it's to the point though, where I'm like, do we really? all want to actually help people because I'm not sitting here saying oh the medical field did you know nothing for me so they're all evil and don't even talk to them I'm saying talk to them first I need to know if you're okay right then come talk to me you know so I'm not sitting here trashing you do you really want the same like the best quality for your people if that's what you're doing is trashing what we're doing yeah it's a very specific thing. This is not meathead stuff. But to your point with the whole doctor thing, I actually have two anecdotes. One is firsthand. The other is secondhand, uh, semi-secondhand. So the first one, um, again, going to talk about my husband here. 
he has a very big goal. It involves strongman, it involves competition, and yes, he is over 40. So that's pretty scary if you know anything about competitive strongman. Um, we're trying to make it not scary. We're taking it back. <laughs> um, Absolutely. But he rolled his ankle several years ago. It was it was bad. I yeah. Mean, it took two of us to help him get to the car because he could not put weight on it. And like orthopedic is like, I wish he had just broken it. It would have been easier to fix. Oh, gosh. So he does his rehab. He does a bunch of stuff. He goes back in. Well, not his rehab. He does the the resting, the boot, the, you know, base yeah. care before you can do anything. Right, right, right. And the first guy he goes to says, well, you'll never be able to train again. He said, bye. Good. Went to somebody else. Same clinic, mind you. But it was like, yeah, <laughs> no, your opinion's not valid. I'm not talking to you. Write me my prescription for this. He liked his physical therapist. Yeah. Write me the, refill the prescription for this. I'm going to go talk to somebody else, you know, F you. Good. Um, yeah, well, we have no patience for this. Neither of us. So, I don't either. The next, guy, the next guy he talked to um, started off with like, well, you know, you're only going to be able to do this and you're only going to be able to do that. And we can do this, you know, like med for you. And, but, but you should only expect to get this, this much better. And he looks at him and he goes, that's not acceptable. And the doctor goes, what do you mean? He goes, I'm a competitive athlete. That's not accept you. You telling me that I can't do what I'm doing is not acceptable. You need to give me a different answer. He goes, nice. Okay. Immediate snap change. The doctor starts going, here's what we're going to do. Lays out yes. an entirely different protocol. And my husband goes, okay, why did that change? Thank you. Well, because most people won't do what you did. Most people aren't willing to do it. Yep. That's story number one of doctors saying, well, most people won't do it. So I gave you the generic answer first. The, the most people won't do it answer first. It's true, though. It is true. Story number two it's is another, uh, another trainer that I follow online posting from one of his clients. I'm going to read it. I screenshotted it. I knew I would need it for the podcast at some point. So there you go. Okay. Hey, dude. So remember when the doc put me on Lipitor? Well, I saw him today and he said it looked like it's work. it was working. That's when I told him I never touched it. <laughs> he looked dumbfounded. I told him I was working with you, meaning the other personal trainer. I told him I was working with you and I asked him why he went straight to a pill instead of helping me improve my health. He said just because 99% of Americans are lazy and would never do what you did. He's absolutely right. Isn't that sad? He's right that the general populace currently is lazy. The problem is when you get people who are actually looking for help and don't know to keep asking. Yeah. How can you automatically assume, oh, 99% won't do it if you don't give them the option first? Mm -hmm. Why not put out both options in front of them? Well, you can either do this Go get yourself stronger. Go be physically active. And, and this is the kind of time it's going to take. Or I can give you the pill. I don't care which. Be honest about it. But give people the option. I'm willing to bet that that number changes from 99% to 80. Yeah, yeah. Which doesn't, it's still ridiculously high. But that's what, 19 percentage points of people in the U.S. 
who could actually have a better life and would do it and would enjoy it and not just feel doomed. Right. Especially if they have no, look, if you send somebody to physical therapy and they've never been to physical therapy, they're still going to go send somebody to a strength coach. They might find out they like it, but they're not going to go without a prescription or they're not going to go without, you know, a doctor's order or, a, you know, they're not going to do it on their own. I had forearm issues. I was told not to lift anything. That doesn't make sense. I had, I had forearm issues because I was weak. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? And it wasn't my forearm. They kept looking, your forearm, your forearm. Oh, you, well, your grip shouldn't be that strong if you're in that much pain. No, my grip was the only reason I could play because everything was going through was that weak. forearm. Right. right. My back was weak. I my bet your shoulders were weak. weak. Too. My core was weak. My chest was like everything else. Everything. My grip is ridiculous. It's still ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you know, I, so they gave me again, the opposite of what I needed, but so many people, I mean, I didn't know. I didn't know to question it. I yeah. had to learn to question it. I'm like really fascinated by what you're doing over there. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're doing laser pointer with the cat. So he doesn't uh, while we're talking. Okay. Okay. He's, he's hungry and he's anxious. So if okay. I can get him with the laser, I'm listening, but this will keep yeah. him quiet. <laughs> this is how kitties work. Yes. Yeah. You can see. So, so <laughs> for those who are watching, you get to see Winston who never makes an appearance. <laughs> but he is cute. He's very anyway. Scary. So but yeah, yes, yeah. I know. You're absolutely right. And it it causes I think part of the main grievance that I was bringing up today which is I don't feel like people want our help because unless they're for whatever reason unless their doctor who we've already established has a pretty good chance of of thinking, well you're not going to do this anyway, so I'm going to give you the easy answer and to them the easy answer is quit. Oh yeah. And I am so tired of that being the answer. It's, it's not an answer. You know, the thing is we don't realize we have to fight for ourselves. No. And we we think doctors are going to give us the answer we want, or they're going to help us. And we, so we just accept whatever they say at face value Mm -hmm. because that's what we've been trained to believe is the doctor knows best. Right. And I did have a couple who genuinely wanted to help. They just didn't have the knowledge to do so. Right. Exactly. So there are those two, but when you get somebody who's actually been in it, right. Who's actually gone through this Mm -hmm. and you actually are face to face with them or on the phone with them or in an email or any sort of communication, you have direct contact. And this person is saying, I don't care if you work with me, I'm happy to help you find the person you do need to work with. You need to work with somebody. Doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be even my modality. Like, you could go do yoga and be happy for the rest of your life. And as long as you are feeling better and stronger, I don't care. Yep. Point in case, uh, I have a former client that's just like that. Uh, she mm-hmm. came to me and she was in pain and it turns out she just needed some corrective exercises. I mean, she was weak in some areas and then she just had overuse stuff that just needed some corrective stuff. She hates strength yeah. training. And she finally went, I don't, I don't want to continue. I don't like this. And I was like, that's fine. She now continues those corrective exercises. It keeps her out of pain, but then she's now she's discovered she loves bar and she loves, and she loves, I'm like, awesome. She goes, yeah, but I also know if I don't do your stuff, I hurt again. So I just do both. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. It's great. Right. So when you have the opportunity to talk to somebody who's 
trying to help you, maybe listen. Like, <laughs> maybe actually communicate. And like, because I'm not going to give you a generic do these, you know, and, and not to bash the intention behind a lot of the stuff, but do these five exercises and you'll be fine, even though I've never looked at you. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. I don't know you. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you can feel. You know, I'm not going to give you that answer. And that actually means that actually means that we care. Yeah. So don't ask for something that you know we're not going to give you. Or when we tell you we're not going to give you that. And here's what you actually need. Don't ask the same question. Ask a different question. <laughs> ask questions all day long. I mean, I will spend a day on the phone with you answering questions. Yep. But actually listen to the answer. Yeah. If you don't like the answer you're getting, quit asking. I mean, we want people to tell us the answers we want to hear. And when you don't like them, you're just not going to like them. It's a, we all do it. I'm, I don't even care if you come back at me with, I don't like that answer. Good. Then we can work on that. Right. We can work on that. You don't like the answer. Okay. What is it about it that you don't like? Because then I can help you. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I feel you on the whole, like, sometimes you just don't feel the support. Like people want what we have because right. of misconceptions or preconceived right. notions. Right. Or and it, that's not some fair. Sort of, some sort of weird aversion. Like, Have you ever tried it? How do you know you don't like Brussels sprouts? You ever tried it? <laughs> Same thing. You ever tried strength training? By the way, there's a whole know. bunch of different types. You do strongman. I have never tried strongman in my life. I might love it. I might hate it. I don't know. But one of these days I'm healed up. I'm going to come to your gym and you're going to show me how. This would be real fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's a I particular know. thing, you know, but I mean, we see that too. With, we've talked about this before. Power lifters have a very different personality than oh, yeah. Olympic lifters with very different personality than strongmen are like super goofy. So of course I fit in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big weights, goofy people. Great. Count me in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's, you know, I mean, I, I don't fit in with the, with the meathead personal trainer crowd. Like there's a whole bunch of really yeah. like jacked trainers at my gym. And I look and go, I don't want to be that anymore. I used to want to be that now it's like, but that's my worth was wrapped up in my abs. Mm. <laughs> now, yeah. Not anymore. I don't care anymore. No. I mean, I do care. I want to be a certain weight. I want to look a certain way, but yeah, I don't want to but... be jacked no. and swollen, shrink wrapped. I used to want to literally be shrink wrapped. And I was like, I don't. You know, but that doesn't mean I don't know my stuff that, I mean, you right. cannot judge a person's knowledge base on how mm -hmm. they look. You mm -hmm. cannot, I don't no. care if Billy Buck Meathead at the gym has, you know, wears size six X shirts. Doesn't mean he knew how to get you into six X shirts. Or right. if, if, if Barbara booty has the best peach in the world, doesn't mean she can teach you how to do it. It can also be genetics could also be she's right. being assisted. It could also, right. be, it can be all kinds of stuff. And yes. just, so, I mean, you can't like look at someone with amazing abs and be like, well, I'm just gonna do whatever they told me. It doesn't, or somebody, I had somebody be like, well, I would never take uh, advice from an overweight personal trainer. They might've just had their thyroid removed for all, you know, I mean, how do you know? Right. Right. Well, and besides which, this is one of the things that I really like about 
my current gym and a lot of the gyms I I went through, like we went there for a reason to begin with. Um, but especially the ladies in our gym, we have probably the two extremes that are not my clients, but that lift in the same gym. Yeah. We've got a gal who she's gotta be five foot two. Yeah. She's one fifty soaking wet, one sixty on a heavy day, you know? Um and there's another gal who's about her height and a little bit lighter too. And both are putting numbers overhead that you would not believe. They don't have a lot of visible muscle. Right. But they're putting up in some cases more than the dudes, depending on what the number is. I believe it. Um, And then we have a woman that in conversation with her, um, she, she has been very frustrated because a lot of people see her and want to give her, you know, weight advice because of how she looks. She's like, well, I have a disorder. You know, she's got a, a, a disorder that makes her legs fill with water constantly. <gasps> so she looks big. Oh, oh my she gosh. Knows. Poor thing. But that's not because of anything that she does or doesn't do. No, it's just. And it's she's her. also ridiculously strong. Right. I know another gal who does not go to our gym, who you look at her and you'd be like, oh, that's a somebody who sits on the couch and eats, you know, chips and watches, you know, um, you know, soap operas or real lives. Or I don't know what people watch nowadays, you know, but soap operas. Yeah, whatever, you know. But, <laughs> I don't think anyone watches them. You look but, at yeah. her and that's what you think is that kind of person. And then she picks up a bar and you're like, holy snot. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, Jesus, woman, wh- I ha- where did that come from? Holy and if moly. You if you haven't been around serious lifters and i don't mean like competitive i mean people who are just they're there to see what they can do if you haven't been around that you don't understand it's not the ones the ones who look the most fit are usually not the strongest not the strongest yeah that training for aesthetics and strength are not mutually they're not the same thing they're not the same necessarily they can be but but it's a lot more it's more effort to do both (sighs) yeah yeah usually people who train for aesthetics aka they look good they look big. They have low body fat. They're not as strong as people who don't. And they just train no. for strength. Yeah. And the couple that do both, they're fringe. And they're fringe for a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. They are more fringe than we are, I would say. I don't know. We're pretty fringe. I mean, I've, we're pretty I know fringe. very few of us. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah. yeah, I would like for no. people to stop fighting us and start coming together and realizing we are a community that wants to help people. And there's not musician fitness, wellness, health is not a one size fits all approach. No, it shouldn't be. Your, More, your, yes, your absolutely private not. teacher isn't. Nope. You don't go to a private teacher for that. You don't go to most people don't go to, um, any particular college for that or particular conservatory for, they go to it because it's what they're after, especially if it's an advanced degree undergrad. Right. Sometimes you're like, well, I got to go here cause I can afford it. Yeah. If you're paying for grad school, you're going to get what you want. Most of the time, you're not going to be like, Oh, well this place is okay. So if you're that picky with your instrument, you're that picky with your setup, you're that picky with your teacher and your, you know, you should be that picky with your body. 
you should be that picky with your body. And that's what we do. We are, I mean, is it fair to call you neurotic? I'm neurotic. I will call myself neurotic. Probably a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, but it's for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like, I'm not going to drive you crazy per se. I'm going to drive you good crazy. Slightly um, obsessive, absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, I, we don't approach, I don't approach people the same way. All my clients no. the same way. Some of them, they need very different things. A couple of them I have to kind of put in very specific scenarios in order to get what I want out of them. And I can't right. do it all the time. And other ones, it's like, they're going to do what I ask them to. No questions asked. Yeah. And some of them I have to pull back. I'm like, you need to stop. You've done too much. Oh, I got one of those. <laughs> like, no, 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 don't look. You can't be balls to the wall all the time, dude. You right, right. Like, no, it's always the dude. <laughs> like, calm down. You just did a heavy workout. You do not need to go do more sit-ups. I promise you. <laughs> but, but I want to be able to like not walk out of here. It is always a dude. And I'm thinking one in particular. It's just funny. So like the other day. Really okay. endearing, by the way. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, I love that my training runs the gamut from 80 year old. Actually, I got a 78 year old right now yeah. or 76. I forget. Um, I got a 78 year old and I, I don't remember my youngest, but, and then I got this dude who just wants like, he's bass player, but he just wants to be killer strong and lift up really heavy things. And, you know, he also has, nice. to, he does sound. So he has to push all his sound. Has to. Yeah. And people are remarking like, dude, how much does that weigh? He goes, oh no, 800 pounds. And he's <laughs> like, you know, flipping around like it's nothing. You know, he wants to be that guy. And then I've got yeah. the other lady who had shoulder replacement at 76, 78, whatever, that can like barely move her arm past 30 degrees. And, you know, she just wants to have quality yeah. of life. She wants to be yeah. strong and people with osteoporosis, people with, with hip replacements. I've got people who just don't want to hurt at the end of the day. I got people who want to get strong. I got people who want to change yeah. their entire health. Musicians, yeah. non-musicians, I've, it runs the gamut. That's fun for me. Every single person yes. I train has some sort of issue though. It's not just mm -hmm. like, I'm going to be healthy. What does that even mean? You know, but that's, yeah. that's, that's the, that's the fun part. You know, I, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I say all that. It's like, I was back in the gym this week for the first time in almost three weeks since my accident. And uh, just to see, just to see if I could hold it together because it's not just like, can I safely drive there with broken arms? <laughs> but um, I had a concussion and it's, I don't know how my body's going to react to loud noises. I don't right. know how I'm going to react to dropping barbells and yelling and loud music. And can I focus and mentally, can I be there for them yet? Cause yeah. I I've, I've had some weird symptoms where like my brain quit after too much screen time, it just quit. Or I had to like, not it's concussions are odd. So, yeah. um, so I went in and it was, I only had two people and it was fine. And at the end I was like, I'm glad I only had two. Oh, and yeah, those barbells are real loud. Oh, you know, so it, it was a little of that, but the, the guy was like, man, I haven't I'm ready to get a workout. I'm ready. I'm like, I'm going to throw some new stuff at you. And it was not what he expected. <laughs> and he was like, Oh, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> he always wants to deadlift really heavy stuff. I'm like, we're doing pull-ups. He's like, Oh, <laughs> and he can't really do pull-ups. And so he like left to his own devices, won't do pull-ups. I made right. him do three sets, which right. he can't really do. So they're like band assisted. And then we did negatives yeah. and then we paired them with like pull downs because, you know, he's just weak yeah. in that area. And he would love yep. to be able to do like five unassisted yeah. pull-ups as opposed right. to like one. So right. I was like, Jason, we're doing this today because mm -hmm. I can't think. And this is what I wrote down at some point. <laughs> 
And I threw in some like Nordic hand curls so he could get something different. Ooh. But like we didn't do some, we did some hard stuff, but it wasn't like max effort deadlifts. And he was wiped. And I'm like, you're not gonna pass out on me, right? That's you're just white. He's like, you're white as a sheet. He goes, that oh, was good. So it's like those guys, you gotta pull back. I'm like, you, you don't do don't be that guy. I'm, <laughs> I can't. I can't pick you up. I can't save you. If you fall, I'm just going to watch and go, oh no, I can't. <laughs> I have broken arms, man. I cannot, I am not going to help your fall. So don't be that guy. <laughs> it's really true right now. I'm like, you got to please yourself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. so it, I just love that what we do is very like, it's specialized, yeah. but yeah. you know, it runs the gamut and that's, it's just yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a good spot to end <laughs> I think so I think so um yeah moral of the story if you're going to ask questions actually have the conversation mm. and like for real have the whole conversation don't be afraid to right, have right to ask present. what you want to ask be present with it and if you're in a different medium for body work and you're listening to this and hopefully we haven't offended you. And if we have, I'm not really sorry. I, I have too, too much respect for every other medium to, I, I don't think it was offensive, uh, but <laughs> I mean, it'd be nice if, you know, maybe you considered what we're actually doing compared to the uh, high school weight room crap. It's not the same thing. It's, it's, not. it's not. So if you ever had a bad experience, please give it another shot with somebody you trust, you know, mm-hmm. to your research. I will mm-hmm. say, you know, and I was mentioning before we quit here, I was mentioning that musicians, fitness, wellness, health, all, et cetera, is not a one size fits all approach. And that, yeah, this, that my year, this is my year to uh, make music strong in a way. My ultimate goal, which is to make it a destination. Hey, buddy. Oh, he's done. Um, make, <laughs> he's, he's upset. It's not, he hasn't had dinner yet. Um, I want to make music strong into a destination for musicians, health, wellness, fitness. I like, you know, and, and be able to help people across the globe. Cause I can't do that one-on-one. Right. And nor am I every modality. So I really want to actually have, I say every modality. I mean, to be honest, like, you know, as many as possible under one roof. Right. right. But honestly, I would love every modality because you might have a, a musician who needs cryotherapy, acupuncture yeah. and chiropractic. I don't know. Or maybe somebody needs PT, a hand surgeon, a physical therapist, a, a trainer, and maybe some sauna time. I don't know. I mean, like everybody has their own way yeah. of, you know, this works for me and mm-hmm. I would love to have it all in house. So I'm putting this out there to all of you that this is the year that the, that Music Strong is going to make that happen. And if you want to be a part of it, let me know. Or if you know of a health practitioner like us or like anybody I just mentioned, I don't care if you're a rolfer or an acupuncturist or a Pilates teacher, strength coach, whatever. If you have a passion for working with musicians, please let, let me know, let us know because the bigger our resource list is, the more we can, we can make, you know, helpful uh, referrals to people who need it. Cause we're not the right fit for everybody and that's okay. Right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, just from the people we've interviewed, um, I have done at least one referral. I don't think it panned out, but I did try. Sure. Um, and I'm prepared to do several others. I'm just, again, waiting on the people who need the help. Yeah. 
<laughs> we're here for you. That's why we do this, guys. <laughs> we're here for you. Yeah. We're on your team. We promise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks for joining All us right. today. Yep. Drop your comments. Let us know what you think. Look us and up. Share on with social. a friend. Yes. Bye. <laughs> percent of musicians will experience playing related pain or injury over the course of their career how many hushed conversations have you heard about a lingering quote shoulder pain or a weird tingling in your fingers or maybe low back pain or a crampy weakness or maybe you or your colleague just says i just have to get through the gig and you watch them pop advil like candy maybe flush it down with whiskey how many times have we seen something like this so many right Well, it's time we start talking about our struggles, our pain, our frustrations in a private space where we don't just complain and mobilize and blindly stretch, but we learn how to strengthen our muscles, our career successes, and build each other up. I've got a brand new program that combines all of these things, and I want you to be a part of it. It's a community, not a workout. It's a community with group coaching and great content that in 12 weeks, we'll have you understanding more about your body, what you need, and how you work so you can avoid that career-threatening injury. The three things that musicians don't want. We don't want to be injured. We don't want to have a lack of stamina. And we don't want to be clueless, aka when you hurt, who do you go see? Just a quote doctor? Well, this program addresses all of those things. You're going to walk away with an immense knowledge of who to see. You're going to be empowered because you're going to know what to do should you ever get injured or should you have a colleague that gets injured. You will be able to actually offer appropriate advice. You're also going to learn about the body and the anatomy as it relates to playing your instrument and your own anatomy. And then you're going to learn how to build not just your strength and endurance, but you're going to learn how to design your own corrective exercise program. So I hope you will join me in this new program. It's called the Music Strong Pilot Program, Job Security for Musicians.